And we are now pleased to be joined by Chuck Oliver, the host of the Chuck Oliver Show. Of course, you can listen to that show on our sister station, 1230 WAUD, from 11 to 1 p.m. each and every day. Chuck, the king of college football. We had Tony Barnhart on earlier in the week, Mr. College Football. Now we've got the king of college football. How do we get one of these uh, impressive titles? Uh, you got to have the right program director, actually. Uh, colleagues, good to be with you all again. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that actually goes back 2002, literally my actually my second ever media days. Uh, we were heading over to Hoover, and my media, I mean my uh, program director at the time, a guy named Rob Weingarten, who, boy, he knew radio. He said, all right, you know more than anybody. And I was like, I that to be true. He's like, we're going to call you the king of college football. Literally, as he's saying the words, I was saying, let's do anything other than that. Like, in the <laughs> deep south, you don't want to do that. And he was like, I bet you can pull it off. And I was like, oh, boy. So, uh, for whatever reason, they just uh, they started calling me that, and that's what we do. So, oh, and here we are now again a couple of decades later, and it's just getting bigger and better, man. Absolutely. And now we're starting to move all over the place with, uh, with media days and uh, taking your show everywhere and that sort of thing. But, Chuck, when we look at – uh, the Auburn side of things as we get into 2023 and we look at uh, Hugh Freeze's uh, arrival to the Plains, obviously a guy that's had a, a troubled pass but works his way back up the ladder here to the SEC. What have you made about the offseason that Auburn's had, the momentum they've tried to gain? Can we get like a, go back a year ago in the feel around the Auburn program at media days? My gosh. And the thing is, I kept telling people, I was like, Brian Harson, I promise you, the plays work. All right, he's a good coach. I promise you. And he got up at media days, and about 30 seconds in, he said, and I got attacked, and I won. And I was like, it's over. Um, <laughs> like, whoever was the last folks in his corner, I was like, man, you just, you know, it, it was done at that point. Um, and so it was just a really, really tough feel for a program that it's always been more about the family, the feel, the environment, the whatever – um, and you just really didn't have that. And it's funny, one year later, and you're right about, I mean, everybody's got a past. Um, some people got skeletons in the closet. Maybe you got a graveyard. Uh, but whatever, I've always been about second. But Mike Vick, Joe Mixon, whomever, I'm like, it's a hard world if we don't have second chances. Whatever, put that aside. The feeling around the Auburn program right now, there is so much optimism, and it's well-placed as well. I think any program, when you've had a down time and then you change coaches, there's a reason that you're to be excited about the new guy, the new staff. It's even more so than, well, it's just changed, so it might be better. I mean, Hugh Freeze, could you be more about what college football is in 2023 than I recruit well and I'm really good with quarterbacks? Like, those are the first two things I want to check, and Hugh Freeze all about it. So, Auburn fans, there's got to be such a better feel around the program right now. And then, uh, Chuck, when we're talking about what they actually did bring in and we're talking about a quarterback in Peyton Thorne, two years of starting experience at Michigan State, we saw the passing game non-existent in Auburn last year with Robbie Ashford. Yes, there were great plays on the ground. First, I assume that Peyton Thorne is going to be the guy that wins this job. But secondly, if he is, is there still a role for Robbie Ashford in package situation? Like, do you like to play a second quarterback if they're so vastly different? Or are you very much so it doesn't matter if that other guy can run or not? you got to keep it to one. Well, Hugh Freeze, the thing I like about him, and I'm going to jump out of my media role. I'm going to be like my Auburn alum now. Uh, the thing I like about um, uh, Hugh Freeze in this role is he's kind of like a boxer. He doesn't care what he looks like. He just wants to either get to the end of the round or get through the fight and get the dub. You know, there's something about I'll lay on the ropes or I'll just sprint across the ring or whatever. I thought it was pretty clear in his comments yesterday. 
Um, he doesn't want to play two quarterbacks. I think he wants to keep both quarterbacks in the program. He doesn't want to play two quarterbacks. If you looked in, like if you're in the big room when he was talking, and you just like read the transcript, he said, "Do I think it can happen? Absolutely, it can happen." But somebody's got to be the starter. And he said, "Can it happen? Absolutely." Depending on how the guy who isn't the starter handles the whole situation. Like he kept putting all these asterisks and caveats on that. Um, can it happen? It can if that's what you're forced to do. I think that Hugh Freeze, you go back and look where he's been. He's like every other coach. I want to check this box, and I don't want to be teaching something. I just want to be coaching something. You can coach with a grown man who started 30-something games. There's a lot more teaching going on with Robbie Ashford, so I think it's as simple as that with him. Uh, Hugh Freeze has brought in a lot of transfers, obviously, uh, uh, into the program. Uh, Auburn set a record with 67,500 season tickets um, going into this season. So it seems like the fans are, are really excited. But uh, talk about the expectations for the program. What do you, where do you think that Auburn's going to do this season? Auburn's a great program, and there's no – like there's a period, not a comma. They're a great program. And, all right, well, now let's go through the measuring sticks here. Uh, and I, Facilities, fan base, money, blah, 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 blah. You all know what it looks like. And you can have a nice little run. Like TCU's not a great program. TCU right. went to the national championship game last year. That's a vastly different statement. Um, what are the expectations? I don't know. I want it to look like there's a – SEC third-team receiver on the uh, on the roster. <laughs> yeah, I want right. to see somebody who can win at the line of scrimmage. All right? I want to see some guy standing on the edge going, I'm here to take somebody's job as a freshman. All right? I'm here. I'm better than everybody else. And you know what I've seen? And this, I talked about this a few weeks ago. Let's say you're, you're 50 years old, okay? Basically, we, we understand what we're watching in a football game when we get to be about 10. Well, if you're 50... When you were 10, you know who became head coach? Pat Dye. So basically, for all of your existence, you're used to Auburn being a great program with, like, individual seasons where maybe it went sideways, but it's a great program. This is the first time your existence as an Auburn fan has been, we're kind of average. Like, you're living the life of an average football fan right now. And that is a new muscle for somebody. Imagine being half a century old, and this is the first time you're looking around going, we're just a regular old program. Like, you know, you and Virginia Tech fans are like, hold my beer. Um, There are some (laughs) programs looking around right now going, it's not supposed to be like this. We're not supposed to be here. Uh, And that's Auburn. So what are my expectations? It's not eight wins in a bowl game. I almost hyperventilated when one of my friends who went to Auburn said that. I was like, eight wins in a bowl game? What are we, Georgia Tech? (laughs) Um, More, more, you know, thump Bama. Win the SEC, get to the playoffs, be national champions. Now, the national champions part is something that kind of unfolds in a particular scenario. Auburn might not have beaten Oregon. It still would have been the exact same Auburn team with a quarterback who scored 50 touchdowns and a good defense with a game wrecker in the middle. It still would have been the exact same team, except Michael Dyer was down instead of not. Um, In a national championship setting or in a playoff setting, something can kind of happen or not. But get back to that level where you're in it. Right. And they ain't. It's not even close. What Nick Marshall and Trey Mason are doing, that was 100 million years ago. So now with the, with those expectations, again, I'm going to go back to Peyton Thorne. I think everybody assumes he's going to be the guy. Hugh Freeze has almost said as much. Now with those expectations, do you think that he's the type of quarterback that can be the difference between a six-win season and maybe the seven and eight win, just strictly having a competent quarterback Absolutely. that can move the ball. Absolutely. Here's what it is, and there's a phrase I use. He speaks the language. Um, 
Peyton Thorne has played enough football at a Power 5 level, like the Power 5 level outside the SEC that you want. Uh, he shows up in day one. He's flipping through these like, I can do this, I can do this. Yeah, let's go practice. And he's out there ready to roll. Now, it's just a matter of execution. Right. With Robbie Ashford, and God bless him, that throw in the Iron Bowl, if he could throw that in a Xerox machine and hit copy, like 25, <laughs> give me 25 of those. Um, he could have walked it downfield and handed it to him. wouldn't have been any better. There's a reason I remember that one pass. Because um, <laughs> that was the, yeah, if, if, the one. But isn't that what you want it to be? I want it yeah. to get where it's just about execution. With Robbie Ashford, there's a whole lot about don't you lined up behind the guard. Um, there is about what happened to all our timeouts. There is, it's third and nine. I think I want to run a quick pitch. Um, there is too much of that. To, with, whereas Peyton Thorne, at least I can call every every chapter in the playbook is wide open with a guy who has played that much. There is just something about an experienced quarterback. Again, I can coach him. I don't have to teach him. Talking to Chuck Oliver today on Sports Call, host of the Chuck Oliver Show. Again, weekdays on 1230 WAUD Auburn. Chuck, you know, I think when we look at the SEC, this is the last year division. So this is the last year I can frame a, a question and, and take out half the league and just focus on a Western division. When you're looking at these teams around Auburn, the, the Ole Misses, Texas A&M's, Arkansas, the teams that are projected kind of around them or maybe just above, there's been a lot of volatility with some of them. I mean, Texas A&M a couple years ago, great season in the in the shortened COVID year. Last year, what was Jimbo's buyout? And then, you know, Ole Miss, for example, look, playing some of the best football in program history for a year and a half under Lane Kiffin. Then the Auburn rumors swirl, goes way down here, hill to end the season. What, what's your confidence level in programs like that to kind of – right the ship or is a program is auburn this year ready to already go ahead and take them on okay there's some built-in like just baked in reality here that you just don't change now i'm not saying it's because of this but go back and look at the last time a program with a stadium less than like seventy thousand seats won a national championship um where's old miss and mississippi state like i don't know you're just not winning you're not a national championship program you're a program that honestly, you're trying to keep up. You're not trying to get ahead. You're not really trying to win the SEC because deep, 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 deep down inside, you know, our stadium stadium sits 67,000 and we don't have the in-state recruits and we don't have the in-state commerce and we don't have the – you know all of that deep down inside, so you're not really trying to win a national championship. And now OU and Texas join. So it's never been easy. It's never been likely. Um the Egg Bowl, I'm just picking a couple of programs as an example. Arkansas is supposed to be a little more than that, but they also just don't have that other in-state equal, like State and Ole Miss, for instance. So um, for those programs, they know they're not going to win a national championship deep inside, but they want to think that they're still swinging for one. Man, it's about to get even more of a Mount Everest for them. And when we look at the top of the league here, Chuck, again, Georgia two-time national champions, uh, I think it was the 1930s I heard earlier in media days since the last time there's been yeah. a three-peat with Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, what is the the likelihood of Georgia doing that? I know that Alabama uh, is going to want to reload and try and figure out the way to get them back. We know LSU was the one that actually won the West last year. And so uh, we also know that Georgia's side of the, the schedule is going to work out more favorable this year. Uh, so how do you kind of power rank those those teams? Oh, it's Georgia, and then probably Ohio State. Like, I mean, I'm going there. Uh, there's a phrase, you know, that, that that conversation we have every so often about 
when there's like a 0 and 11 NFL team and there's like a 9 and 0 college team that's winning by 30, and they could beat the the San Francisco or Cleveland or whoever stinks that year. No, they couldn't. They would still get beat <laughs> by four touchdowns. But here's what they are: they're the 33rd franchise, and Alabama's been the 33rd franchise for about the last 10 years of my life. Whether they won the title or not was irrelevant. They were the 33rd franchise, brother. That's Georgia now. Everything they do there. It is NFL all the way, including having future first-round picks. I mean, lined up waiting to get in the game. So Kirby has somehow cracked that code to get most of the kids. Tresman, Marshall leaves. Jermaine Johnson lets the kids leave. Um, most of those kids don't leave. In fact, Dominic Lovett's like, I'm at Missouri. I am King Daddy in Como. All right, I'm all SEC for the Missouri Tigers. He's like, nah, I think I just want to be in the mix in Athens. Who makes that decision? <laughs> he did. Kirby, I'll, I'll give him credit, man. He, uh, it is, there. like my team's Auburn. We're not doing the same thing right now. We're just, it's, it's a little much to talk about how do we catch Georgia. I was like, no, we're more about us right now. Georgia's, here's the ultimate measuring stick. Georgia's like the shortest list in college football. They're not really in a conference anymore. All of their games are the exact same thing to them, whether it's Oregon to start the season or Auburn. And see, it's not about winning a conference or anything for them. Ohio State's not in a conference anymore. There are very few teams, and Georgia's one of them. They're doing something else. Chuck, we'll start to wrap it up with this. Obviously, we know uh, the, the landscape of the SEC will be changing, as you just alluded to, with Oklahoma and Texas next year. 16-team league. Still keeping eight games for 2024. Of course, there was a lot of hoopla in Destin last month about uh, the momentum beforehand had been going to nine, and then everyone arrived at the beach and said, all right, well, let's do eight for another year. Where are you on the debate there? How important is it for a team like Auburn to maintain uh, the second rivalry with Auburn-Georgia in that nine-team schedule if we were to go that route? It's not. It really is, and I hate to say that, but it's not. Um LSU and Tulane played every year for like 50 years. And then in like, what was it, about 20 years ago, LSU was like, yeah, we're not going to do that anymore. Everybody survived. Um, you look at Oklahoma, Nebraska. I mean, I'm old enough to know when day after Thanksgiving, weekend after Thanksgiving, brother, that's top three game, entire season. Yeah, they stopped playing like three decades ago. Game rolled on. I hate to say that, and I'm not trying to sound cold. Game will move on without I – mean, game moved on. Do you know the Georgia Tech-Auburn series? Uh, you know? That's the one I was right. going to mention. Game moved on, man. Um, you know, Florida is like, we have to play Florida State every year too. And I'm like, well, that's not what you told Miami in the mid-'80s when you played them literally every single right. year for 63 years. And then you're like, yeah, we're out. Like literally in a meeting, it was like, oh, I got some new business. How about we stop playing the Hurricanes after six decades? Yeah, okay. Like – We've done this so many times, but now we want to cherry-pick what we have to keep. Um, Sankey made the best point. He was like, yeah, we'll give you more games. Where's the, where's the money? And ESPN's like, not yet. And he's like, okay, no more inventory. So you, you can't give away anything that you can sell. That's bad business, especially if what you have to sell is SEC football inventory. And so literally there was not one more dollar coming, but we're going to give you eight more games than we're contracted to? Uh-uh. Bad business, bad precedent. That that did feel like one of the, the clear reasons. I know that publicly, you know, the, the playoff ah. portion part of it oh, got please. out there. Won, but they won seven straight from whatever, you know, about a decade ago. We all know they're on a heater again, right? Five out of the last six. Right. And I was at Harris two weeks ago. You know, the literally the only reason I haven't bet Georgia to win the t- national championship is because the number stinks. Right. <laughs> like, literally, if there was any blue sky to yeah. bet in the Bulldogs, I'm like, here's my Franklin. 
And I looked up there, and I'm like, wait a minute. I give you my money in July. You keep it for six and a half months, and you pay me back 220 and that's if they win all their games. Like, little, Vegas is yeah. saying, we that's don't want you to yeah. bet this. Right. <laughs> we do not want else. you to bet this. Bet somebody else. Uh, that, that's crazy. Well, Chuck, we really do appreciate the time today. Again, everyone in the Auburn area can listen to your show, the Chuck Oliver Show, 11 to 1 on uh, 1230 WAUD. But, Chuck, appreciate the time. Appreciate the invite, man. Anytime. A- absolutely. And uh, we're looking forward to college football being here soon.